Welcome to the Grace World Podcast. I'm Dan Hewitt. And I'm Becky, his wife. This is episode 91. Greetings and salutations. Likewise, I'm sure. <laughs> so, hey, we. this is a uh, one of those days where we're talking and it's like, why are we not recording this? <laughs> Hurry up. Get we're over in, there to the microphone. After and, breakfast, we're sitting in the living room and just talking about... What are we going to talk about on our podcast? And as we got into it, we realized, okay, I think we, I think we're on fire now. What Time was our to... title? What is going? What is going on? What is happening? Something. No, I'll have to what? think of it again. We There's didn't write that down. There. We're going to put what in the title. And it's not so what. It's what. <laughs> hey, you know what? The big deal this week has been the Asbury revival, and boy, have I heard opinions on that one. I have heard everything. People have opinions. I'm Pe- shocked. This might come as a shock, but people. <laughs> People want to talk about stuff. And evidently so do we. That's right. We're going to throw our two cents worth. And not so much about that, but just about some other parallel ideas. Yeah, it's kind of our springboard. Yeah, we've heard everything from this is the most amazing, wonderful thing to uh, one group who says this is clearly not a revival because they're not preaching. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, this is not really a revival. It's just a long worship service and Mm -hmm. it's all negative and Oh, good grief. Everybody's got a, it's like noses and other things. Everybody's got one. And so, never mind. I, was, I didn't get that. <laughs> it's like noses. Opinions are like noses. Everybody's got one. Well, it's actually something else, but. <laughs> you didn't want to finish the analogy. I didn't want to. Leave our listeners For hanging. those of you that know that analogy, I'm using it. Okay, so. <laughs> Evidently, I don't. So I'll get the skivvy later. Anyway, we'll have an off off air session. Revival. Revival. So, yeah, we start kind of going on that of You know what? Throughout the ages there's been revivals and there's been people looking for revival and all that and that kind of got the juices flowing in thoughts and Becky started getting she found this little soapbox to stand on in the <laughs> in the living room and started going at it. And actually, it's funny. She said, this was an interesting thing. She said she was talking to somebody who had just listened to our podcast last week. And she said, our podcast is like going on a date. And you get to talk about things that are deep. But, you know, except that, you know, other people are listening to you. So you have to behave and, exactly. and be careful about how you say it. Exactly. So it's a, this is a controlled. It's our accountability. This is a controlled. You all are our accountability. Yes. Thank you very much. It's like a controlled burn. I have to Pretty kind much. of clear out the forest sometimes. Pretty much. All right. So let's get back to, let's see, what's the root here that you kind of. You started thinking about some well, ideas. Well, we stopped in the middle of our conversation in the living room, so now i got to back up here Rewind. a little bit. <laughs> okay, back to the beginning. Yeah, so um, uh, I guess I want to talk about uh, the word revival again. It means to be revived. Yeah, revived, <laughs> right? You, you revive somebody from a heart attack, you bring them back to life. Mm-hmm. Revival means I... I was at some level unvived, uh, dead or uninvolved or, or, uh, not responsive. Mm -hmm. And so a revival of whatever nature it is, brings you back into the capacity to respond and to live. And, and so, um, 
Can I preface this with? Yeah, you go because I'm yeah, a little bit floundering here. You think they're here. I'm prefacing? We are pro revival. We think what's happening is wonderful, but we want to put some thoughts in there, bonus thoughts of talking about when we do talk about revival. Sometimes what happens? I mean, I remember Curry Break, Curry, Curry Break, Curry Break, Curry Blake talked about how he was just out doing things, healing people, preaching, being involved in all sorts of lives and all sorts of stuff. And he came to this one church and did, I think it was a Sunday night service or mid, I don't know which one it was, but they were all getting together, praying for revival in their church, that God would do a move. And he's like, well, okay, but here's where I'm going. If anybody wants to come with me. Well, he went back there, I don't know, five or 10 years later, whatever it was. And they were in the church still sitting in that same room, praying for revival, waiting for God to move. And Curry was like, I've in those last years been to 85 countries, seen, you know, a hundred thousand lives change and all this stuff. And so what we're trying to kind of reconcile is there does seem to be places where God manifests in some public visible way. But sometimes we can get trapped in a place where we're waiting for something to happen and we can spend our lives waiting for God to do something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, a tragic place to be. And it starts to miss a lot of important truths about who we are and what God wants to do in our lives. And it also can make us feel like we're other. Well, God's not moving here and my life is not important. God is not doing this. God is not. And I'm hoping maybe someday I'll get to go to Toronto to see that or to Brownsville or to Asbury or wherever and maybe get a glimpse of what God is doing. And that's cool. And I'm not against that at all. I mean, I'm think there's like the Toronto. I know some people really knock the Toronto blessing. And I've talked to a bunch of people and there are huge, important people and figures who all got their start because they went to the Toronto, whatever thing was going on there. And that had huge ramifications all over the world. I mean, literally to millions of people. Um, but so there's our caveat. It's we're we're an and right. We always want to bring the and and the and. It's Not like a but. we're never gonna say no. Don't do revival. Revival's bad. <laughs> it's like no no no. We're that's cool. That's wonderful. This is amazing. Get involved. Go there. Do something if you want. But and. what's our and and recognize that God is here already. We may not just see the, the flow, the oozing of the oils, the gold dust coming from the sky and other things, but does that mean, and this is I think the question you were bringing up, do we take the falsehood that God isn't here and that God isn't active and that God isn't part of my life and I think you started kind of going into some stuff on there's some ideas of being in love and using that kind of as a parallel idea to being listening to what God is doing, walking what God is doing. And I don't know, can you yeah, yeah. Now I can go. that now? Now he can go. So, uh, yeah, those, that was good. Those are good thoughts. Um, let me let me say this, I guess. So at church last night, uh, we have I have not 
watched anything from Asbury. I've only seen the news around it. Mm-hmm. But uh, somebody from our church, several somebodies, have have watched whatever. I guess it start. I guess it blew up on social media from somebody videoing the start of it or part of it or whatever mm-hmm. and putting it on TikTok and it blew up on TikTok and now it's blown up everywhere. Got an exposure because that's what I mean. And so um, a couple of people last night were saying they watched a lot of these videos mm-hmm. and we even in church last night watched one of the videos that has been posted, uh, which was basically just a live stream of what was happening. I don't think it was actually live last night, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. The person, the lady who was talking about it said she watched enough to get the flavor of what the theme is there and it's they're soaking in the love of God they're Hmm. hearing about the love of God and being just immersed and swallowed up we're for that aren't we the love of God we're for that and so and so I was uh I was encouraged by that that um whatever repentance or whatever happened with the initial person that went to the altar and was moved basically to say that I want my life to look different. I Mm -hmm. want some changes in my life. And that that has just, it only takes a spark to To get get a fire fire going. going. That's what happened. Like that was the spark. You didn't know you'd get singing here today. It's a bonus. (laughs) Um, and then it's spread and, and what is, and that's what I think people are saying is a revival. The revival is it's really, people are being encouraged by the openness to in this case, and probably there's lots of themes, but this was the theme that this one person caught the love of God. So, uh, my, my, and is, um, we have it. We have the love of God. We mm-hmm. have. And I, I told Dan as we were driving home from church last night, I've, I feel like I live in that all the time. Mm-hmm. But Except when other people are Except around. when other people are around. <laughs> <laughs> other people distract me from my being in my, in my own revival spot. Like when I'm in a worship service or when I'm listening in the car, I was actually worshiping to Casey and the sunshine band yesterday. I don't think that's possible. I, I was a little surprised at myself, you know, but when I'm in a place where I can hear what's mm-hmm. going on inside my home, my home, my spirit, my mind, my space, and God is, me and God, we're in union. Mm-hmm. We're in complete union. There is no separation between me and God. In this case that I call Becky Sue, this body that I'm in. So whatever I'm hearing, I'm hearing. If it's, if it looks, tastes, smells like God, it's God. Yeah. And it's me. It's me and God. I cannot explain the union thing yet. Yeah, I'm sometimes it's way just... still in this phase of trying to figure out what this is and put words to it. I don't know. But I mm-hmm. hear things all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I hear the things that are naggy and worry, and that's not of God. And I hear the wisdom and love and encouragement. And that is, so that's where we get kind of the two sides of the coin kind of thing. But I'm way digressing. What I'm saying is the revival 
everybody has the capacity for revival. That's what I really want to say. Uh-huh. That's my soapbox. God is on the move everywhere mm. all the time that he cannot stay still. The nature of God is movement. The nature of God is is an intertwining. It's life and growth. It's life. It's abundant energy moving mm-hmm. the, the cells, the atoms bumping against each other. That's God. Our actual physicalness is God in that we move. We want to grow. If you have a surgery, you don't want to stay in bed for the rest of your life. Your body naturally wants to go. It's in pain maybe, and it's hard to get up, but it does not want to stay there. No. That's God. Mm -hmm. God isn't some ethereal thing out there. God is this. And I, that's, I know I'm right on the edge of heresy of saying that I am God. I'm not, but God dwells in dwells, this, yeah, right? Absolutely. I'm in this. I'm a human mm-hmm. and I dwell, God dwells here and not in just one little part of me. God mm. is in everything. He's in yeah. my physicalness, my spiritualness, my emotionalness, my intellect, my mental capacity, everything. God invades all of that. So. To, to say that God is moving in one part of the country or now I'm seeing lists on Facebook of little mini revivals. People are mm-hmm. starting to say, oh, that's happening here. And oh, that's happening here. And great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like good. People are catching on to, hey, what's happening here is a godly thing, is us being open to listening to what is inherently there, right. what is already there. So we're not missing anything. Just because we don't live in Kentucky you know, or Texas yeah. or wherever, we, mm-hmm. we aren't missing anything. But here's what I think is happening. When you get a group of people together and they are all in uh, one accord, to use mm-hmm. a biblical word. In other words, we're... And that's not a Honda. And we're thinking, to, we're thinking, we all want to be encouraged, right? Yeah. Like when you get a group of people together and we all want to be revived, yeah. There's a different kind of energy, synergy, whatever you want to call it, spirit of God, whatever. There's a different, when that, like their strength in numbers business is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think people call revival. Yeah. Is when a bunch of people start getting together and saying, oh, no, we want to do this all the time. Guess what that's supposed to be called? A church service. <laughs> that should be happening every single time you gather with other believers, whether it's a small group or a church yeah. service on Sunday morning or Friday night or whatever. And it does happen. Mm-hmm. But we we forget. I'm being revived. We can poo-poo it as a we n- less significant we or can. less meaningful. And we get into the structure of things. And I know we have to have structure. But every time I start singing with a group of people, especially at church, but in other places, I'm revived. I'm mm-hmm. in that. I'm definitely the person of let's have a six-day worship service <laughs> because I am. Mm-hmm free from worry, free from distraction, free from my, the mindsets that keep me away from the mindset of, of God is with me. When I'm in that yeah. space, when I'm by myself at home and I'm in that space, I'm there. I'm in revival. I'm mm-hmm. in the spirit. The spirit is moving. I don't like that phrase because I feel like he's always moving, but those are just verbiages that people are using. It's okay. It's okay for people to use different phrases. What I get a 
a little frustrated with is when we, because some of those phrases I think are still born out of legalism. Right. And, and I think part of the problem that, is, is that you says that God is away and God is other. right. There's an implication. If you say God is on the move that he normally isn't. Mm-hmm. And the reality is he's always doing something, but yeah, there are times when something obvious is going on in the larger community. Well, or we are just you know, aware of or it. Or we're aware. I mean, yeah. We're aware of right. it because... And that's okay to call that a move of that's God. That's what I'm saying. Like, as long as we don't stomp down and say, conversely, God is not moving in a normal case. I mean, I, I can think of my own life. I, in the stuff we've been involved in in various churches and stuff... We've had people that encourage us, people in groups, but there's a large amount of my life where I feel like it's kind of me and God, and there's kind of, you know how we talked last week about you're responsible to know the word, to have a theology. I think similarly, you're responsible to recognize God is there and do something, because a lot of my life I waited for somebody to give me permission to act on the things that quite honestly, I knew God wanted me to do or that God was saying, you know, and I think most people, if you really think about it, you hear God a lot more than you're willing to admit, but the doubts come in your head and say, well, that can't really be God and whatever. And it's like, if it's good, do that. It's It's probably God, you know? Not well, probably. It probably is. But if it appears good, it's probably God. So I'm going to just give you a little out there. If no, you know, who knows? But the idea there is, I know for me, in my personality, even though I'm kind of an extrovert, I've been shy to act and move on things. It's like, oh, I'm not in the position of authority. I'm not the guy that's in charge. I'm not this or I'm not that. So therefore I can't Mm -hmm. do something. And I've allowed those sometimes to crimp what God wants to do because I didn't feel like I had permission. And I think that's just, I think there's a lot of people in the church that are waiting for permission Mm -hmm. to respond to God. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I or think, even acknowledge that what I'm thinking is God. Right. And I think that's the, if you want to see revival, start saying yes to that. Mm-hmm. Start coming into agreement with the goodness that is coming into your head mm-hmm. to the good thoughts and the good ideas that God is depositing there. Yeah. The wisdom. And start talking. I mean, just, yes, you're talking about revival and the, that, that, the emotional, relational kinds of aspects of that. I mean, yesterday I went to lunch at Subway and for whatever reason, I just started thinking about God and what he's doing. And there's just a joy was growing in my heart. And there's just sometimes, and it's like, why do I have this? Like, I don't know, just because, and it's just, because you put your mind on it, you put your mind on it. And it's like, oh yeah. And I think about things. There's another thing I saw this week. We can get tied up with political and new stuff and get our heads into, just such a tizzy about what's wrong and like you were saying you read the biography from i'm going to tell that story with full impact so don't okay so then i'll wait for my point which is the the counterpoint of that or the negative views of yeah whatever we'll come back to that 
So, yeah, but my, my idea there is don't wait on the permission of some mystery leader, authority, whatever. Just if God's talking to you, if God's leading you, do that. Yes. And you have permission. We have, we, we officially, we're, we're authorities because we are Grace World <laughs> and we are officially giving you permission to do good <laughs> if stuff. If you need it, there you go. There you go. So now everybody's set. <laughs> okay. So here's the story that happened this week. So Valentine's Day was on Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my mom. Hi, mom. Example. Um, she uh, had a knee replacement surgery about nine days ago. And, um, so we were taking care of her this week in her home. And so we were there on, on Tuesday for Valentine's Day. I was there. Dan was working. So mom and I, mom got up that morning and she was, um, she had done a lot on Monday. Surgery had been Thursday. She had done, gotten her home, gotten her in bed. She'd had kind of a rough day on Saturday. Um, and then Monday she took a shower and then PT came. So it was a busy day on her knee. And Tuesday morning she woke up Valentine's Day and was in a lot of pain. And, um, but managed to get out of bed and come sit in her chair. And so we had breakfast and then I had been reading that morning while I was, um, just early in the morning awake, uh, from uh, Eric Metaxas's book called seven great men, seven great women. And then I started reading the man one and it's on George Washington. Are you and allowed to read the man one? I guess I am because that's where this story came okay. from. So I read the first chapter. His chapters are pretty short, about 30 pages long. So I read part of the one on George Washington. And I won't go into all of that, but I really, really highly recommend these books by Eric mm-hmm. Metaxas because they're so inspiring and so moving. So... um We'd finished breakfast and I could tell mom was uncomfortable. And I said, hey, would you like me to read out loud to you this book that I was reading this morning? She said, sure. So I did. And I read this most of this chapter about George Washington. And what was inspiring was not necessarily his leadership in all of the things that he had done mil- as a military leader. Mm-hmm. But the fact that when, um, you know, 10 years after the war, the Continental Congress was trying to decide how are we going to run this country now? We got it all to ourselves. And they basically, according to Eric Metaxas, he did not say that basically as of now, I am in charge. He, <laughs> you like to steal my thunder, mister. <laughs> exactly, though. I throw my Al Haig quote in there. He <laughs> said twice, the Continental Congress at two different times said to him, we want to make you the, the we want to give you the power to rule and run this country. Mm-hmm. Basically make you king, except some people didn't like the word king because of what they had just come from. Twice he turned it down. Twice he said, that is not the vision that we have for this country of self-governing. I don't want the power. I could take it I and I could have it with full support, but I don't want it because that's, that's against what we just fought for. Mm-hmm. And so in Eric Metaxas's, hold on, excuse me um, opinion that's what Mm -hmm. made him so great was that he had the opportunity to do every to do the thing that every other world power leader has done and say I want the power and and, so yeah King George in England when he heard about it said truly he is the greatest man on earth to have this capacity to have the power to run the country the way he wants to run it and refuse it 
So I read the passage, uh, I read this chapter, and by the time I got to the end, I was crying. It was so moving. Mm -hmm. It was just so beautiful. And um, mom also was very moved. And there was just this like sacred moment at the end Mm -hmm. of me reading the chapter like we had just listened to a sermon or something, you know, and it was God. It was so God right there in that moment. And you could see like her countenance had changed. Her pain had lessened. She was ready to get up then and mm-hmm. get on with the day. Okay. So later I was talking to somebody about that and I used the phrase, we were back in love. Mm-hmm. Just kind of willy nilly. I use it because it's Valentine's day. And I said, after this had happened, we were back in love. And I started to think about that phrase in love. What do we mean when we say we are in love? Mm-hmm. Usually we mean we're all oh, gaga and oh, somebody loves me. And oh, I feel so special and I feel so valued. And I was like, exactly. And guess what? We are in love all the time with God. He has put us in love. He is love. He, we are in him 24 seven, every cell Mm -hmm. of our body. We are in love and revival to bring it back around. Revival is being aware of that. Re coming back into a place where your heart is open. Some people like to use the word humble. Okay. That's, in my mind, it's a similar concept. When all of a sudden everything else out there mm-hmm. of what my responsibilities are or all the negative stuff or how the expectations go with people, that stuff is out there outside of my yeah. space bubble. You should see my hands. My hands are going Her hands out. are all wiggling around. And I'm aware of what's in going on space in here. In my home, in my heart, in my chest, in my mind, I can feel it differently. I am in love. Yeah, what's the line of the old hymn? When the and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim. Mm -hmm. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yeah, Yeah. in the light of His glory and grace. And the idea is when we truly see God, the earth stuff becomes less. And I had, I had a counter negative example. I was watching. Uh, this is what you shouldn't do. There was some cut I saw out of the show Yellowstone, and it was this teacher talking about Columbus and stuff. And she was going through this thing about Columbus's diary and that he thought the the natives there would be good slaves and stuff. And I think there's some disagreement on the historicity of some of that. But let's pretend for a second that Columbus was really bad and all that. The conclusion then she went on to as well, because Europeans were all about slavery and, you know, started blaming all this stuff and the going into the race stuff of let's all these people are bad. And I was thinking about that and going, you know what, as I hear and I'm not trying to be real political, all this stuff about critical race theory and that, of course, anybody who knows any history knows that slavery is not unique to Europe. That's a try to find a, a culture that didn't have slavery through all of the world is tough. But the point being is this, when the people are focusing on that, I've yet to see someone talk about that and have joy. There's a bitterness of seeing, I saw an injustice once and I'm mad and I want to make everybody else pay. It's the exact opposite mm. of what you were describing. It's I see something I didn't like and I'm going to spend my life 
trying to tell everybody how wrong they are. And sometimes there's a time to fight for justice. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Um, and so the whole point of this is not that particular issue. But the question is, where is your brain? Is your brain on the problems, especially the problems as you see them? Or is your brain and mind and heart on what is good? What is God going? Because you can distinctly see those who focus on the problems tend to be depressed, angry, bitter, and hard. Dull. Dull. Um, defensive, alienated, all these different things. Those who focus on the truth, on the goodness, you know, even they'll say, ah, George Washington was terrible. You had slaves or something, you know, and it's like, Oh, it talked about this in yeah, that book and, it, and what he did and how bad it, he felt about that. Yeah. And, and what he did in his will and right. changed. And the reality is go look at any historic that he lived yeah, in. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, do you focus on where there is goodness or do you focus on where there's problems? And so we can spend our lives being irritated with little slivers and things that come into our lives or we see in the world, or we can say, where is God and what is he doing and how does he want me to participate in whatever is going on and in this love in love relationship we have. And guess what? There will be joy. There will be delight. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy, but there will be joy in the journey and the process. And in wherever we're heading, it's going to be a wonderful thing. That's the whole point of mm -hmm. living with God. Right. Is to right. understand God. And God, this is why taking him out of our images, I'll say this just for me, taking him out of an image of this thing, this other thing, and blowing up that box and saying, what and who are you, God? And letting him redefine what he is, who he is, how he is, yeah. where he is. All those very poignant questions is changing me yeah. and bringing me into places of freedom where I've had worry. I, I had this thought... Um, at some point in the last 24 hours, uh, I'm changing from God is big and I am small to I am big and God is, um, I can't remember, <laughs> lost the main word. I am big and God is absorbing. Like there's a, there's a, there's a, by, by me saying I am big, mm -hmm. meaning the value that I have and he is, he, I, he's, he absorbs my bigness and moves it into the places of the world. Yeah. For me to think that I am small and God is big keeps me in a mindset of what you were just talking about a little bit. I can't hear him. I can't do anything um, without questioning, is this God or isn't it? And keeps me in a much more critical and analytical 
skeptical mm-hmm. place in my life instead of me moving through with life with confidence and boldness not that I want to go out and be a preacher or be a politician or be but I have boldness in the places in my life where I am right working moving and you will organizing Christ loving as, whatever as he leads you. and so he's to, to even <clears throat> So for me, that was it. That was a um, a moment of change, where I felt like don't think of myself as small and him big anymore. That's the contrast thing that I'm trying to get away from when I think about God. I don't want to think about the contrast. I want to think about the if I'm made in His image, if I am in love, if I was worth dying for. Because he died for me on the cross. All the religion things, all the words that we use. How do I see myself and him? And of course, he's enormous. Of course, he's infinite. But he, but that isn't an other thing. That is a, that's him in me. He's enormous yeah. and infinite in me. Mm-hmm. So I can't be very small. If I'm going to stay small... He's not going to have very much no, power. No, man, I'm tall. I'm tall. I'm not small. <laughs> What's that from? That's Steve Martin. Oh, dear. Oh, so. So, uh, you know, there's there there's just this change, this mm-hmm. shift in thinking about right. what is revival? What, you know, ask God, what do I need revival for? Where am I dull? Where am I dead? Where are the ways that I've thought for a long, long time or a short time even or the ways that I think now? Where are those keeping me from experiencing enormous life, yeah. abundant life is how Jesus said it. Where am I not experiencing abundant life? Yeah. What needs to be revived? Where does there, where is there the wellspring of living water that needs to bubble up and fountain and come up and mm-hmm. nourish? And it will look different in every person. Yeah. You know, you look at, you have things that God is doing and working in your life. If you look at my mom, we've talked about her. What is the work of God like in my mother? Sitting at a table, drinking tea and listening to people talk. That's God working in her. There's other people, you know, that do something like Heidi Baker. You know, she's this little lady with her PhD from Scotland and, in theology and one day it's like oh i need to go to mozambique and then it's like oh i'm living in a slum and oh for a while i have to live in the dumps and it was but there was such a joy in her heart for those people that and it was it was hard and she'll tell you it was hard but there was such a joy in what she did i think she's literally started like 10,000 churches or something over there i mean it's just insane the things that and have adopted gone. 20 children. And yeah, it's just crazy. Is... But you know what? God working in you doesn't mean, oh, you're going to go to Africa and be a missionary. It may be you're going to learn to love your neighbor. You're going to learn to be kind at work. You're going to learn to love yourself. <laughs> you're going to learn. Yeah, you're going to learn to not hate. Realize you have value. Yourself. You are in love. Yeah, that God delights in you. And that's kind of our. That's kind of our underscoring message is God delights in you. Yes. And again, we get stuck in the contrast of that. Mm-hmm. Well, I must not delight in me, but God delights in me. I That's where my brain goes because of this having to always 
think of me as a wretch, okay? Yeah. Because that's what legalism says. Legalism says you are a wretch, and the only thing that can save you is the grace of God. Right, and that is not a true statement. Okay, mm-hmm. it should be. You are amazing. Right. And the only thing that makes you that is the love of God. For God. <laughs> for God so loved the world. Right, right, right. That was before the cross. He so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that who should ever believe with him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. God loved you while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. You know, these are all, God was not ticked off. He doesn't hate you. He didn't hate you before the cross. He loved you before the cross. That's why he went there. And can I, I'm going to jump in now because you use the word sinners, which is where that, all that wretch stuff comes from. You know what sinners are? Unbelievers. Yeah. They don't believe how loved they are. Right. That's it. Your, your behavior demonstrates it. And lots of times you get into big trouble because you don't believe that God is in you, loving you, wants you to have a mindset of revival, a mindset of joy and life and goodness. That's what God wants for you. God doesn't mm-hmm. want you to be a miserable wretch because right. that's, he, he can't. He doesn't yeah. know that. God is never a miserable wretch. Why would he want that for his creatures? Right. And we have weird, and I think part of it is we've, we've produced weird uh, terminologies and phrases. Like, I, you know, I was listening yesterday to somebody, I don't know, and the radio and it was they were praying with somebody getting saved and it was well you need to admit that you're a sinner tell god how bad you feel about what it was and then repent for this and they kind of had a list of things that they had to say to be saved And it's like you know what the sinner's prayer is nowhere in the bible Mm -mm. when jesus invited people he just said follow me he didn't say i want you to feel bad and only when you realize how bad you are, then you can follow me. It was follow me. Mm-hmm. When Peter, you know, after the cross, when Jesus is resurrected, I had to cross this out of my Bible, not out of the words, but out of the paragraph. You know, they put the little chapter headings and stuff or yeah, paragraph headings. Of the Bible, yeah. yeah. And it's like it says in there when he goes to see Peter and John after the resurrection, my title there says Jesus reinstates Peter. (laughs) And it's like nowhere in there does Jesus talk about there being a problem. He basically walks up to Peter after Peter betrayed him three times. And Jesus told him what and said, okay, you're in charge. And here's what I want you to do. Feed my sheep. Yeah. There is no rest. There was no uh, restoration. It was, I presume you're still where I said you were before. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. There was no... You know, Peter, we all know what you did. And let's talk about that you denied me because that's the elephant in the room. And let's talk about it <laughs> because, you know, you owe me an apology. I wonder how they'll do that on The Chosen when they get there. Because <laughs> it's like, no, Jesus just walked up to him and was like, okay, let's go. And that's what God is. He's like, he presumes walk with him. And if there's things that have to be dealt with in your heart and whatever, those will get dealt with in time yeah. if you got anger and bitterness and stuff you have to deal with Those other are all people. Real things. Those They're are all real things. things. 
But God will let you work those out in his time. He will say, you know what, today you need to go talk to that guy that you were a jerk to. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, yeah, today's the day you need to deal with that. Today's the day you need to go talk to your dad that you hate or your uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. He'll deal with that and say, it's time for you to deal with this. Not for his benefit, for your benefit. Absolutely. And even for the other person's benefit. Yeah. Because he's about building and healing and uh, making relationships and bringing us in love. Mm -hmm. That's who God is. He is love. He has invited us into love. In fact, we are in love. And our fundamental problem is we don't recognize our position that we are. So this comes back to the very beginning and the whole point of this. Yay for revival. Yay for moves of God. But don't miss the fact that you're there already too. Yeah, the moving, I I do want to address that. The move of God is really the move of you. It's really the move of you being aware of what's happening you being hungry for at whatever level i need some i need i need an awakening in something this young person that started this asbury revival it was an act of his will to go to the front of the church and say i'm asking for something god Mm -hmm. and god said yep here Here i am and he's and he was very impacted (gasps) by that did i say that he that kid made a difference that impacted the world because that kid, I know, see, I want to say, and I, by no means am I taken away from the Holy Spirit. We always want to say the Holy Spirit, just as I said, the Holy Spirit moved out, but there was part of it was an initiation that somebody said. That's what I mean. It's an act of the will. Yeah. It, it, the move of God is the act of our will. To say go. (laughs) Yeah. It's always his will. It's always his will for us to be in belief with him. Right. And usually so we're busy. So it's our with, will right. that gets in the way. Right. Usually we're busy resisting him, ignoring him, and being distracted, being, distracted. being hurt, being felt, found, you know, uh, on a mission or doing whatever it is I need to be doing. And those are, you've got to put your mind to things to, to yeah. live in the society that we live in. I get that. I'm, I'm not right. saying that, you know, go be a hermit. Sometimes I want to go be a Becky hermit. Becky does. Though. We call it going <laughs> to the Himalayas. I Becky, do go to the Himalayas. Can we move to the Himalayas? That's my heart. I mean, if you could listen, that makes me cry. All I, th- I think it, it must be in all of us. I can't believe I'm the only one from my heart to just be with God mm-hmm. all the time. And if you're in my way, I need you to get out of the way, not you. <laughs> because I got to go be with God, you know? Like, I hear the heart of a hermit or a monk or a none or i hear the heart cry there it's you're distracting me from Mm -hmm. what my heart really wants which is this amazing euphoric blissful heavenly understanding of goodness of god's character Mm -hmm. of love it 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 is it's real it's there Mm -hmm. and we can't and i think Right now, I'd say the goal of life is to figure out how to live there and not let the distractions take me out. How to live there in spite of the distractions and with the distractions and stay in presence with him all the time. Yeah. Well, hey, we want to invite you to that. 
as though we've been doing that the entire time. Yeah, dude, there's no ending here. There is no there's ending. Just, just a do it. And be just encouraged. Do it. Yeah. Be encouraged that you're there. You're mm-hmm. in revival. When you, wherever your heart is hungry, you are in revival. That's a place for you to say, okay, yeah. I'm going to be open and hear you. Awesome. Boom. All right. Listen up. But if you and go the, to Asbury, let us know because I, I yeah, am curious did. about. We had a friend of ours. Actually, there's a girl that went there. and This week, yeah. This week, and she went there the other day and said she, she said had to wait amazing. outside for yeah. a long time just to get in. So. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it is cool to be in with the people because I think what's happening, uh, we didn't talk about this and we don't have time to spend a lot of time, but I think what's happening when you see a revival where there's a group of people and it goes on for days and days is everybody's feeding off of each other's faith and energy and encouragement and they're willing to set aside, like I want to know, did they set aside classes this week? You know, like they're willing to set aside the typical okay we worship for 45 minutes and then we get yelled at by a preacher you know they're willing to set that aside and say no we're going to stay in this we're going to stay in this place and the more people come into that and are open to that you feed off of that it's a big snowball thing Mm -hmm. that happens it's happened to me many 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 times and you don't want to leave it i don't yeah some people are like no i got to take care of business and so they leave it and that's when it stops because your mind gets distracted yeah. and cut off then again from that lifeline place. But we are saying if you are uh, local, there is a, at least an hour and a half time that you can come to Joyland on church on tomorrow on Sunday. And uh, from 4 to 530, we're going to have a time of worship, prayer and worship and soaking. And you, you bring your blanket and your pillow and lay on the floor. <laughs> go. That's what they said last night. And just lay there and... How often do you get to bring a pillow and blanket a revival. to church? Huh? I know. Just lay there and be soaked up by god so all, all right righty. hey this, if you did something or whatever no we're good one we're good <gasps> hey send us a note podcast mm-hmm. at grace.world go there to the website and smash that subscribe button smash or wherever it. it is and uh go visit us on our highly useful social media sites at true grace world but hey it's great to be with you it's great to be partaking taking in the same spirit as you are we love you have a great week bye Bye.